Hello, everybody, and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live with Shanti. I'm your host, Shanti Perpellini. The summer break is over, and today we're going to talk with my friend Panda about violent dancing and moche. So let's go! Check this out. Hello everybody and welcome to this brand new episode of Music to Live for with Shanti. I'm your host Shanti Perpellini. I hope everybody's fine here in Basel. It's incredible hot so you will see me drink a lot, stay hydrated out there. Uh, guys, if you're watching this podcast episode on YouTube, for, don't forget to like uh, subscribe to the channel. It's a, something really easy, but will help my project a lot. And if you're listening to you on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or other uh, platforms, do the same. Follow and like. Thank you very much. But going back to this episode, I'm here today with my friends from the old days of Moshing Panda. Hi, man. How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Shanti. I'm happy to be here and happy to talk about the old mosh discussions and the whole mosh uh, happenings and everything. I'm I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm 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 really happy because uh, it's a topic that I really want to bring on the podcast since quite a long time. Uh, we had some guests on the podcast, they are lead singers of hardcore bands, and uh, when we just just really connect on the topics, but I thought. Uh, you were the right person to have mm. on this platform and openly talk about this. And uh, man, before we got really into deep into these uh, topics, I'll let you uh, introduce yourself for the audience. Hey, uh, so yeah, my name is Panda. I'm 34 years old. I'm living in Zurich where it's hot as shit too. Uh, I'm really, I'm just sweating right away. Uh, but yeah, I've been going to hardcore shows since 2007, so it's like 16 years now. And I've always been a really huge fan of moshing and the whole... It always fascinated me since the first time I saw it. And yeah, I am part of the SUSF, um, the Swing On Side crew, and we are all over Europe and US and we are trying to keep moshing hard. Yes, that's that's the reason. That's the mission. Well, uh, as you said, you you are for a long time into the music scene, and this is how how we connected. You were telling before that we uh, we were uh, at the same concert in Ticino as well in the south of Switzerland, and and but honestly, I remember you from one of the events in Zurich and in Basel. That was one of the first event I visited. One in particular, uh, it was. Um, a show with Caliban, Evan Shalburn, and other greatest metalcore brand from that time. Mm-hmm. I think it was like this kind of darkness of a Christmas tour or something like this. I've just oh, remember that's old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that it was a really, really crazy lineup. And uh, I remember you and other friends that we have in common from music scene mm-hmm. uh, being there and really motioning like there's no tomorrow i guess we were uh, at the time we were we weren't many people doing that honestly in switzerland of course it happens to me to go to milan to see a concert i remember for example combat kid with the 
original lineup mm-hmm. and uh, I, I oh my god I was totally another dimension but here in Switzerland I remember there was a couple of dudes doing that a couple of girls too my girlfriend at that time she was really into moshing and yeah. stage diving and uh, and then there was uh, <laughs> there was the the, the crew. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're gonna talk about that. There was a there was a straight edge vegan straight edge crew that was really really active in the mosh pit and uh, creating also a kind of a mystic aura about you know <laughs> the presence. But um, long story short, man, uh, it's so incredible how music um, connect people. Uh, every time I record an episode and I have the chance to talk with somebody I met through concert and through this kind of passion, and we notice that oh man, it's already almost twenty years that we uh, we are getting t- we are in touch, or at least we know who we are. And yeah. oh, I felt so blessed because you notice that it's not just a hobby. Uh, for me, as you are straight edge, I suppose it's considered also a lifestyle. It's something that is really present every day, and it's just amazing. Let's say yeah. it is something really positive. And yeah. so let's open this Pandora box or let's say yeah. Pandora vase. I don't know what's the right term in English, but it's uh, I call it like this because it's a quite controversial topics because yeah. we are talking about a way of dance, um, a way of move, a way of interact with the crowd uh, that of course belong to a music scene that it's it's also very very strong, very very a music that really brings you from the guts. Let's say it's not something that normally you can stay just on the side and say, "Oh yeah, it's nice." You need to be there. But this is was one of the first impression where the first time I saw somebody uh, doing mosh. And I remember being on the side because in the beginning, maybe you are new on the concert, on the scene, and but then you feel this necessity to do that, to move mm-hmm. yourself. And this was for me the most fascinating part. Fun fact, the first kind of mosh I've seen, it wasn't on a, well, it was in a music video, but it wasn't hardcore. It was the AFI song, uh, the living song part two. And mm-hmm. yeah, you see this guy preparing themselves. I always love the scene when the guys cross uh, the X's, the the and then they start motion. Say, "Oh, that's cool!" And then from there, you just go and looking forward. And there's, there's a hate breed videos. There was all the videos of Nueva Etica from South America, but they were like mm-hmm. showing these huge masses pushing. Pogos, stage diving, stage diving was something new for me. And then it started to do this, this kind of, um, of, of, let's call it, it's, as it called, violent dancing, man. Yeah. So um, this is my approach to that. Uh, I, what is your? <laughs> uh, I just uh, try to remember how I got into it. I remember I went to a cataract show because I was still just listening to metal and stuff, you know, but cataract was already really... The, the f- living on the fine line between metal and hardcore. And they, yes. uh, I mean, if you ever have the chance to t- check out Cataract, they're not existing anymore, but their stuff is still on Spotify. Check Cataract out. It's really good metalcore. But I remember being totally drunk back then, <laughs> not, 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 nowhere near being etched and stuff like that. And I remember just the one guy doing like, uh, spinning jump kicks and flick flags and uh, all that stuff. And I was like, dude, that stuff is wild. And I was like, 
blown away because yeah, I was a metalhead. The 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 top peak of uh, moving at the show was poking or maybe banging your head around, head banging, and so that was wild and new to me. And then I. I had like a, we were like a group of friends. We were all listening to metal and they were like kind of transitioning from listening to metal to hardcore. And yeah, like it's, it's, it's just a group thing. You went along with it and yeah, then, then you started going to other shows. Then we went to small shows like in Zurich where like a lot of people were moshing. It was totally common thing to do. Mm -hmm. And that was something totally new for me because I never saw people interact with music like that. I mean, what you have to say about violent dancing and moshing, it fits the music, you know. It's like when you see people uh, dance to salsa music, it fits the music. It's the same with hardcore and mosh and stuff. Uh, it's just fitting. So, yeah, I I went to, I went straight away then started moshing because I was like, when I was really young, I did a lot of kung fu. So I still knew how to kick around and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. You know, it was still... Uh, and I was still pretty flexible back then. And so it was a lot of fun and I got into it right away. But for the people that just know the marshing from today, the marshing before was you went after each other in the marsh pit mostly. It was like a circle, you know, mm -hmm. and everyone was just showing off their moves. It wasn't like a, like today, uh, total chaos and stuff. Yeah, there was really like... Uh, um, more civilized, I guess. <laughs> or, or more like uh, just kind of breakdance battles. Yeah, Because I remember yeah. Pipi just, I remember pushing, you know, you see your friends willing to go and do some motion. So you push aside the people around you. Yeah. yeah. And, oh yeah, you prepare the space. So yeah, you, mm -hmm. you the guy can show what he can do. It, it was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, like you said, it was more like breakdancing. Break everyone was just showing their new, new moves and everything. And yeah, and yeah, that's how I got into hardcore uh, dancing and moshing. Mm -hmm. Mostly like that. Yes. As you said, it fits to the music. There is some track, I think, from the last 15 years that just seems to be made for do that. And yeah. I came from the punk rock scene. Let's say, and I went to treat my my let's say my my trip started really with punk rock and then go in a, always heavier and heavier heavier music, and um, so I was used to just to pogo get in you push the other one you did mm -hmm. and it was like the next level I was I was attracted to all these kung fu karate. I don't know how to describe, yeah. yeah, crazy things. And the results are some kind of typical, really old school move, I would call it right now. Yeah. Uh, like those you see in this video of Seek of Ito, when they, mm. show, they show all the, the styles connected to the two-step. Because I think two-step is kind of the base. Like I like to do it like as warm-up and then it goes really wild. Yeah. But, uh, and, and there was like, you know, it wasn't just scream and shout it was like slowly you recognize there was like a school or like uh, a path you know there is something oh this guy is doing this this guy is doing that and and it was really really cool because uh also create like a subculture into a subculture you know like yeah when we met at the concert we knew okay for this specific band we both knew which song would be like fits for a great yeah, uh, wall of that, or then just mushing and everything. It was it was great. 
Yeah, absolutely. I see it like that too. It was just like, you know, if you just um, look at a video of people marching, you ask yourself, what the fuck are they doing? I mean, I, I get it. I mean, you have to see it in context, you know, and you have to realize hardcore is really frust- uh, music that is all about frustration and obstacles in life and stuff. So it fitted the age too, you know, you were like 18, 19, you were frustrating mm-hmm. with life because you start to realize as soon as you hit nearly your 20s that life, a lot of life sucks. And it's really frustrating because of the, all the systems and structures we have and everything is just about money and stuff. I mean, you see it in hardcore these days too. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was just like uh, having that place for letting some steam off all about the frustrations you have in your family, in society and globally. It was just nice to be there and give those uh, that letting off some steam, giving it an expression, you know, and this was hard mm-hmm. moshing. And, you know, you, you know, it. if you get hit by someone, you, you, you shake hand, it's all okay. And uh, because we are all there for the same reasons, moshing is helping us through the, through another two or three weeks mm-hmm. because yeah, life is frustrating. It's most, a lot of points, not most points, but a lot of points. But then let's be honest. I mean, we, now we are all grown up, but I mean, even at that time, for some reason, you also understood that it was better, like, let all the frustration or negative shits uh, in that situation, you know, good music, mm-hmm. friendship, let go, sweat and tears, some blood sometimes, and yeah. beside maybe go on the street and, you know, having really other kind of brawls or fight that could absolutely be like other definitely other kind of consequences because it's it's not I, I wouldn't say that it's justified violence. Yeah. But I will say that to me I always think that like, okay, if you have to do something, do it there. If that's the right moment. It's mm-hmm. and once again, it's not because it's it's your rage, but it's also you're not alone there. That's yeah. other- absolutely. And like you said, it's better than just go like a lot of young people that beat someone up in the street because they're frustrated with life and don't know how to manage it. This was our way to manage it in a, like a space where people understood, you know, not everyone was okay with it. I mean, you always had those big discussions about how to mosh and blah, blah. Um, but still you were a lot of, uh, around a lot of people that shared your frustration and your pain and know how you get there. And so it was okay there, you know, like, yeah, accidentally you sometimes like get, yeah, get a fist to your face. I mean, it happened to me too, and I had a broken nose, but you shake hands and we're like, okay, happens. Yeah, that's it. I we remember all... at the end of the concert, before you go home there and there, I we was hey, see you next time. Oh, nice yeah. to see you again. I mean, it wasn't really just go home out and pissed off, you know. You were yeah, really, yeah. okay, that we are there for one reason. We know what happened to concert. Uh, you accept the risk, staying maybe in the front or like staying, yeah. you know what's going on, you know. And this is also something that sometimes surprised me a lot when I go nowadays to concert that, that people really starting oh shaking heads and say, oh, that's not possible. You know, man, it's always been like, this is the hardcore scene. And I, I thought that I would bring out this point later on this episode, but I think it's, it fits also right, right now. It's the fact, this is the hardcore scene, man. I mean, this is something that, it's not that it grow up uh, like, you know, now it's violent, it's rough because it's young. 
and you have to become mature, equal, and mm. an happy, an happy place for everybody. This is the hardcore scene. This is, this is it. You know, yeah. I, I mean, and and that means accept that the situation always is. And now I'm talking mostly uh, from the prospect aspect from you know like of dancing, violent dancing, crowd killing, and everything. Mm. Because then we can we could open a, a, a big doors of yeah, yeah. topic that is not correct or is not right. But now we are focused on this, and and as we said right now, behave like you know right like for the concert. But in the end, we were all shaking hands. Yeah, and. From that point on, I just wrote on Insta on the Instagram page of the podcast uh, asking to some fan, "Hey guys, we're gonna discuss about violent dancing emotion. There is any topics that would you like we bring on the table?" And I think the most request was uh, crowd killing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. Would you give a definition for the audience who don't know what this crowd killing is? Ooh, uh, crowd killing is a hard terminus because uh, a lot of people define it otherwise. But just crowd killing just means if you are on the edge of the pit, you're not safe, mostly. I mean, it happened to me that I got kicked uh, and a, f- a fist was thrown at me, but I was like, okay. And I did it too, you know, it's it's a give and take. But yeah, um, it's just basically uh, everyone is a target mostly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you can't describe it uh, much more. It's, it sounds hostile, but it's not as hostile as it sounds. It's mostly like, yeah, it's possible that somebody kicks in your direction, but it's never in a bad manner. Or intentional, you know? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, intentional. And so, I mean, if you are at the edge of the pit, you just need to be careful. That's it. And it always matters with what expectations you come to that show, you know? If you expect, like, hey, I want a chill day, I want to just enjoy the music, I don't want to get involved in anything, just stand in the back and it's all okay, you know? Mm-hmm. We have enough people that are circling the pit edge always just for that. I mean, if I see a kid is always moshing in the right, in the kind of corner, because it's just his line of moshing, you know? Uh, I will step in there just because I know I can take it, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's no like uh, tensions building up, but yeah, mostly crowd killing is just uh, a little like it's uh, it's yeah like the name is you know it's just you you are not safe if people start to fist into a corner or into the edge or just start kicking uh, at people. But yeah, it's never bad or uh, as you said, intentional. Yeah, I think that many people are scared because, of course, in, through the concert, you are distracted from music, loud noises, light shows, and suddenly you see somebody coming to direction, you know, mm. <laughs> it's, it's like a rolling stone. And I, I get it. I'm the first one that sometimes gets scared from that. But mm. honestly, uh, in my experience, I never really witnessed, you know, somebody just go through and kick the hell out of somebody, you know, like, because you want targeting somebody. I personally, when I crowd killing uh, or when I mosh more hard, I would, uh, using maybe a better term, um, mm. of course, I, I try not to keep my fist closed. Like, I know that maybe I just sit up, but I go with this movement, but it's yeah. like that I don't really want to, you know, but in some ways I said, fuck it, this is moshing. We are, 
we are on a concert, you know, like mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess I can be it, but of course I, I don't know. I'm still always in between, you know, like I like to go for it, but at the same times I kind of aware of what's going on, you know, yeah. and this is maybe something that some people have to keep in mind, but, uh, starting right now, um, watching a lot of social media content, uh, it's, 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 it seems to be like the hot topic of the last month. Uh, <laughs> what's going on in between uh, um, crowd, you know, like motion and uh, violent dancing, uh, respect and all kind. Of, I mean, it's a it's social media, so it's a mix of feelings and colors, and yeah. it's always not so. Um, I would say it's not it's not in balance. It's not an open dialogue, but it's we, not objective. You know, it's yeah. always subjective. With you said a lot of emotions, of course, and and honestly, um, once again, it seems like they try to make our core scene look bad in some ways, mm-hmm. and but once again. This is hardcore, you know. It's like it's like go watching an MMA fight and expecting that the guys did just hug like like nothing in the middle of the fight, yeah. you know. Like, dude, you are there for one reason. This is it. Yeah, uh, the whole social media thing you're talking about, you know, people discussing how it's okay to mosh and what's not okay and stuff like that. The whole discussion has been for like 30 years, you know, it's always happened like, yeah, the old days, nobody was, was crowd killing. And then you look the old guerrilla warfare videos, you know, that, uh, that mosh clips all cut together and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. They were always hard moshing. They were always hitting people in the crowd because everyone knew it. Everyone, um, got with that expectation of getting hit probably. Mm-hmm. And it's okay because that happens. And the whole thing about now with TikTok and the whole discussion about it and also before with Instagram and Facebook, it just gets blown much more out of proportion now because, you know, you have like more, the discussion is much more widespread and people, it's always the same arguments like for the last, since I have been to show, there's always that dude that tells you, yeah, if I would have been there, I would have dropped him in the pit and there, shut the fuck up, you're not doing anything, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always the same. So, yeah, the discussion is just now available to a much wider audience, but I guess the, the whole discussion always stayed the same. So, in my like uh, opinion, mm-hmm. tell me, you you have I saw through you, your social that you have been out in the states, and mm-hmm. uh, have you been also to many shows there? I mean, can you can you tell us like a difference in between? audience of the way people experience hardcore shows between Europe and and uh, the States? Um, I've been to the US twice, once in uh, 2019 and once last year. I was both times at two shows. Like in 2019, there was like this festival of our uh, one of our chapters that was organized and it was really, really big with a lot of cool bands. And uh, it was hard mosh all the way through. You see a lot of videos where I get beaten to bits by friends, and but it's all okay. Uh, I like the first time I went moshing there, I I I hurt my foot so bad, and I had like such a swollen uh, ankle afterwards. So um, 
yeah, it happens. But they mosh really hard, you know. And then I went to a second show in 2019 that was with Sergio Fury was playing. You know, from Sergio Fury from Belgium was just playing in the US. And I was like mm-hmm. totally surprised what the fuck is happening. And they were playing with uh, CDC. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. I mean, I saw guys from our crew that were like in their 40s. And they were like going moshing like they don't care about tomorrow. Like, you know, here, if you break your ankle, your injury pays. Nobody cares really, you know. But there, if you mush too hard, like Malevolent said it, you have to sell your house to pay the bills, you know. Yes. But they don't care at all. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool experience. And then I went to last year, two shows. I, one was in a basement. It was a Halloween show. That was wild. It was like the typical American show that you would expect. There were like 40 or 30 people in that little tight basement and they were just going at it. But it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was a cool house show, you know, and then we were just chilling in the house and in the garden. It was really that kind of vibe you always just see from uh, music videos and being there. It's exactly the same as you imagine, you know. Yeah. And then I went to a hate breed show with a body snatcher. And oh. that was a totally different crowd because if you go to a hate breed show here, it's most like the people from the countryside are coming. Mm-hmm. and like the old school uh, hardcore dudes and there it was more like the gym bros and the old school hardcore dudes they oh. were like dead really buff guys and I just remember I was just you know moshing because Body Snatcher was really awesome and Hatebreed was so cool just playing old songs that go really hard and I just remember that one kid that wanted just to mosh like a little guy and that gym bro like took him in a chokehold and a friend of mine saw it and he was like, oh, ne- oh, no way. Leave that kid uh, alone. And he just straight yeah, knocked him out because he was afraid for the kid with one punch mm-hmm. and the guy just dropped down. And it was all good. Nobody cared. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Americans don't care. It's just the best way to describe it. They don't care at all. They mosh like there's no tomorrow. And okay. here it's more like... Uh, People try to take care of each other. Like when I go to a show here in Switzerland, I'm trying to read the room, you know, how hard oh, can yeah. I mosh without there's too much tension building up. And I try to adjust myself. Uh, but yeah, uh, totally different, not to compare at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about Hatebreed, I was listening to the podcast of Jimmy Jasta and um he was telling me the difference between Europe and states and everything. But once once again, he was telling about uh, the kind of audience that listened to Hatebreed. Because mm-hmm. he was saying it's not just hardcore dudes, it's also metalheads. Yeah. Uh, I think it's cool that they can, you know, combine so much kind of audience, you know. like mm-hmm. It's like this is, oh, you like that sound, let's go and listen to Hatebreed, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was also saying, oh, you know, like when they come to Hellfest or this kind of uh, big uh, summer events, you say, you know, it's incredible. The, the passion, mm-hmm. the enthusiasm that people put in a circle pit and everything. And he was also saying that he saw less um, violent dancing in Europe than maybe what you see in uh, U.S. concerts. Uh, I remember being in uh, Solturn for Hatebreed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Honestly, I wasn't moshing hard, but coming from the hardcore scene, you yeah. know, sometimes you, you stay in the front, you, of course you push because you want to sing along or you yeah. open left and right, you know, just, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, but 
I, I won't justify myself. I was kicking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm honest. You know, I was yeah. so excited from the sound. And uh, somebody called the security on me. <laughs> really? Damn. And the security guy, I think he was an inexpert. I mean, not used to concert. Yeah, yeah. So he came to a bunch of people that I didn't know. And they would say, no, man, it's okay. It's right. This is an hardcore concert. I mean, mm. you know. And in some ways, I, uh, as you said, if you are not, feel not sure or you don't know really the rules, it's, it's a process to learn. Okay, you stay mm-hmm. in the front row, you get kicked, you get maybe pushed a lot, you know. Mm. And um, oh, I, it is something that sometimes I don't get it because uh, uh, even I was on a Pennywise concert here in Basel. And there was a lot of enthusiasm. And there it was really you no know, just motion and maybe a little bit stage timing, but it yeah. wasn't so good. But at the same time, so people wanted to go forward and sing along, you know. Mm. You can imagine when they play Brohim, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and and even in that situation, I saw very three young guys that were in between fascinated and scared. Yeah. But they felt like, okay, we understand order that they were just Look around you and say, come on, dude, it's a concert. Yeah, you say it, it's a concert, you know? Yeah. It's punk rock. It's 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 as I always have to be, you know, like and mm-hmm. um I don't want to talk like an old man, you know, <laughs> remember the good old days. Uh, but uh I still think that this is what makes the Arcor scene interesting. This one makes the Arcor scene live. And here comes the topic about social media related. It's about uh, having hardcore bands play, like Knock Loose that are playing like um, to festival uh, like Coachella. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, Coachella is, is a huge festival, I think it's California. And yeah. and uh, most of the artists are contemporary pop, trap, uh, and making play like like a hardcore band like this one it was quite a surprise it wasn't surprising yeah. there was no railing there was uh, people stage diving you know like somebody thought good that event yeah. and shout out to the stage manager or Coachella who, who managed this <laughs> concert because uh, doing yeah, that for job I know what's the what's are the risico what you need to think of course for the safety of everybody in the end, but there they just go hard. Yeah. And from that one, I think, of course, knock loose, now jump on the TikTok wagon. And uh, there's a lot of video with their, uh, this, I don't remember the song, honestly, but it's kind of the Harf Harf song. Ah, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the one with all my friends out there. Uh, yeah, yeah so I know. Be, and, uh, you know, like, and, and I was reading the comments and it was, once again, it was open fire on everything. Yeah. And there was the, I showed you before the, the video of that girl that, uh, I think she did an amazing job to interpret movement yeah. and feelings. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to this dancer. But um, at the same time, when things land off social media, you don't really know where they're going to land, you know? Yeah. Like, like oh, okay, that's cool because it's more dancey or it's more dance, it's more, oh, empirical interpretation. But yeah. when somebody's who what is doing that through the show, really kicking and screaming, oh no, that's violent. We don't want that. So yeah. I, I was thinking about where it's going to be then the balance in between. There was a lot of comment, of course, of people say, oh, I'm 30 years in the scene. Maybe I should have to get keeping more, you know, like, well, <laughs> I mean, this is classical 
social media comments. Yeah. You don't even know if it's really serious, you know. Uh, mm. How many times I wanted to write some troll comments, but yeah. I, I didn't do it because I know that then things come around <laughs> badly. But uh, it was interesting to to see that. And um, and I re- as we were saying, the results of this video of the German band Nasty, when mm-hmm. uh, when they, they put out this kind of street dance into the videos, create another kind of atmosphere and everything. Totally fine with that, totally open. But of course, when we see nowadays what kind of influence have social media on young generation, but also on us, mm-hmm. I mean... Then that's the question. That's one of the questions that come up uh, open to me, uh, because yeah. I believe in the hardcore scene. I believe in the music scene. I'm I'm blessed enough to to say I it's ten years that I work in the music business, and it's not a surviving. It's really living with that, and so I really want to get it to to understand it. That's why we are sitting yeah. me and you after almost twenty year of friendship. Because say man. We're still here, and I want to connect even more with that word. It was, Mommy's wasn't just a phase, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if it will be ha- will have its place in hardcore, like on a show. But, I mean, most of those people that try like to express themselves on TikTok with knocked loose and stuff like that, dancing, interpreting it, uh, that's all fine. I mean, why not? I mean, you can... I mean, hardcore is a really bright and wide uh, spectrum. Um, so why not trying something new and creative, you know? But the hardcore show at the end will still be a hardcore show, I guess, because that hardcore music is nice to listen on Spotify and stuff like that. But hardcore music lives really at shows. And when you realize the the, the whole energy that gets... Um, uh, transported and stuff, you know, when you feel that itch, you, for me, it's always like I start to get tunnel vision at some point, really, because when I can really let myself uh, go with the music, I want to get angry. I want to get off frustration. It's not always happening, but when it happens, I really go for it. And um, that's for a lot of people, you know, they are hard and nasty riffs and that's what the tone sets, you know? And when you're there and you get hit by that really nasty riff and you know, okay, it's time to let off some steam and you just start kicking and stuff, that will never go away. I don't yeah. believe that. I mean, hardcore is always already changing. It was a really small scene before. Now you have Impericon and stuff like that, you know, that is really opening a market for bands, selling merch for hardcore on a wider spectrum than like you before if you wanted to get a shirt though mostly the only place you could wear at the show yeah and or nowhere contact else. the band directly you're gonna send it gonna, exactly without exactly. big cartel or on myspace all <laughs> oh, right man I, <laughs> I remember buying the first merch of rise of the north star and it was really something dm the band yeah. give me the size and this is it you know like all the label you know it was like seventh deco back then in Reno, you know, from all the bands that you were just like hitting up all your friends. Hey, uh, the custom costs is going to be insane. So we're going to try to get 10 yes. people together to order shirts and stuff because otherwise we can't afford it. Yeah. And now it's just, uh, I think hardcore in its core will always stay hard and it will stay brutal and you can't get that away 
because yeah. it's like deep embedded into the scene and the sense of the scene itself, you know, uh, as said, like you said before, I don't want to sound like an old fart. I don't want to gatekeep people from hardcore. I sometimes uh, dance funny at shows too, you know, but when that near nasty breakdown hits, then I'm going to go hard. Yeah. You see, you see this video of people doing Macarena on grooves or like on sleep notes. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. It's, it's fun. funny. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, attention, don't expect going to the concert that exactly. everybody's going to be like this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hardcore is tough and hardcore can be also hard and a little violent, but uh, that's the whole, that, that that's the whole vibe of hardcore actually, mm -hmm. you know, go there, get off some steam after the show, you will be all tired, but you will feel like uh, a weight has been lifted off your shoulders because yes. you've got all that stress and frustration gone. And that that's not the same. Like if you dance like really artsy to it, you know, it's fun. But it's not going to get you that feeling that really frustrated people have in this scene. Yeah. And of course, one of the best feelings is shared is with your friends. I remember um, travel at the time I was living in the south of Switzerland and we traveled these two hours to Zurich. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I have see you and the other guys from that time, this DLC crew, you know, like. For me, it was really an happy moment because, you know, okay, we are there. We're going to be at the concert. We're going to see each other. And, and, and it's amazing. And about friendship and crew. Um, yeah. Can we talk a little bit about what maybe some people here coming to this concert here in Switzerland have seen mm -hmm. some guys wearing, uh, ba uh, sorry, <laughs> um, badges and clothes mm -hmm. with uh, the number 59 and some 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 words and everything so what's going on there i mean maybe they also notice that they're really present also in the arco in the violent dancing scene mm -hmm. and everything and so what's going on what's going on let's explain for people who maybe just seen this kind of dynamics or people don't know anything what's going on there um a friend of mine once explained it very well like hardcore is the sport football and there are like a lot of teams on it And that's like crews. Crews are like teams of hardcore. So when I came into the hardcore scene, I really got confronted straight away with straight edge. And I was um, struggling a little with alcohol and stuff like that. I, I had a tendency to get addicted, I felt like. So I knew I had to set hard boundaries for myself and I found straight edge for that. Mm -hmm. And that gave me that hard boundaries that I said, okay, I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to do drugs anymore want to get like control back to my of my life so of course like that you like you said the big sign of straight edge is a big x on its hands way back then it was just usual to do that and that's like you found other edges and stuff like that and like 2008 we were like 10 edges on we knew each other all and we were like hanging around and we came back from a show and we were like talking like like let's start a hardcore crew like we got each other's backs because we know these people that don't get hard can come to the shows and start to like um, get into a fight because people mosh hard. We need to take care of us a little because that happened. And so we formed the DLC, which stands for different life crew. We were like a solid straight edge crew. We had a lot of vegans too there. And I went uh, shortly after joining DLC, I went uh, vegan too. And that's like how it all started. You know, it, 
you know all the guys like they were happy sergey and marcel and everyone you know we were just always the guys going to shows and we moshed hard and we knew sometimes that can go wrong but we were like too young to realize how to change that we were like yeah we want to mosh hard we don't give a shit that's mostly that was how it happened and then at one point uh a friend of mine went to Germany to hang out with some people and they were part of the SUSF and they came back and like, yeah, we talked with them. Like we have the opportunity to bring the SSF to Switzerland. And we, back then we were like 20 DLC guys. Mm-hmm. We like, we are, we were like 20 and everyone got the chance to join DLC. But the thing you had to change about yourself then is like we were like hardcore militants. Like we were just hanging around with edges so we don't gave a shit of people that were drinking and stuff. And there we would be confronted again with people that drink, mm-hmm. that uh, also take drugs. But like the the big picture thing about SSF was always supporting hardcore, mm-hmm. getting organizing shows, getting our bands uh, to play shows in different cities um, and uh, take care of accommodations like sleeping places and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Just giving people a good time there and uh, give people a chance to express themselves at that shows like we used to, like we were much younger back then. So that was the point for me that sold me SOSF. And yeah, it was just like that giving something back to hardcore because until then I was mostly taking, I didn't care about doing shows. I went there, I with my friends and we fucked up shows badly said, you know, and that was like giving something back. So, uh, we joined, uh, not everyone of DLC joined SOSF, but a lot like, and, uh, that's how it all started. I mean, it, the SOSF was like formed in the U S by Simone Rob, which, you know, the U S is like Europe on steroids. They have crews too. But they are much more violent because deep in their cultural thing, violent is much more embedded than ours. Mm -hmm. So they formed the SUSF because of the other crews. Because like if you didn't have people that had your back, you could get in trouble easily. Yeah. So it was like protecting them or themselves and still taking that part of getting people around, getting bands around, organizing shows. And that's how we grew and grew. And at one point they tried like you said the the vests with the badges on um which gives uh, us like an for most people they see it like an mc vibe but we are no mc at all we are not we are not we are no motor club motorcycle club at all but we are just solemnly here for hardcore and the skull our logo just represents all our values like it's like always we are like one big family we take care of each other we have respect with each other we stand with each other and uh, also it's uh, a sign for Nazis to fuck off of our scene because we always had that problem that Nazis tried to like um, invade the hardcore scene a little. It mm-hmm. was like back in 2009, 2010, they tried and before they tried. And yeah, it's just like if we see Nazis, we will ask them to leave. If, we, if they don't want to leave, we make them leave. And that's all what this uh, SOSF mostly stands for. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting a lot because uh, as I said in the beginning, I saw many people coming to the show, being part of this crew. But uh, as I asked you before, it's kind of fight club where the first rule is not talk about <laughs> the fight club. But 
Uh, Daniel always been so kind to me and explained me every time a little bit more. And now we're talking openly about that. It's it's interesting because um, I, I got it really. I mean, I got this with the straight edge. I always love the straight edge. I got many people questioning why you don't drink or how it's about feeling and relation. They always think that uh, straight edge are like uh, Christian, that they don't have yeah. relations <laughs> or sex before marriage. And I said, guys, guys, uh, it's something that you need to feel in you also, you know? Yeah. To me, it was just fitting right, feeling right for me mm-hmm. and how I wanted to live my life. And uh, it, it brings me to so many friendships. Some of them are really brothers for me like blood brother mm. and uh, i can imagine also this idea of uh, of having this in the hardcore scene as a more active and i like the idea of you organizing concert i got uh, this friend of mine in paris uh, shout out to jamel vice mm-hmm. he's a rapper and he's member of los babas mm-hmm. yeah the los babas are great guys too like the guys from harlequin in germany and stuff shout out to los babas and yeah, and he also, you know, he also showed me what they were doing. I love the fact that in some music video, you know, it's not just about that, but sometimes you you see the symbol or you see this as just to, to, I like these things about, okay, there is this connection or we mm. have this idea of mentality of this and that because uh, uh, once again, the, the words we are living in right now, uh, in the way he's tried to be open to much everything, he has a halal other things to be accepted. And there is some ways when we're, when they're honest, they need to talk about it. Uh, I think they're one of the most things I'm, I can't really be open to talk like, oh no, maybe you're right. It's about um, radical uh, mentality, like neo-Nazi mm. or something like this. For I got my my ideas and my principle, and I think that there are some situations where are not uh, allowed or not good at all. And I, and sometimes also as colored person here in Europe, Switzerland, I like the idea to see that there is somebody who is not just saying, "Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm against that. I don't, uh, I don't agree with that." But also show like this kind of support. And and in the beginning, as I said, it was I was really, really uh, insecure about what's, what was going on. I was thinking that it was some kind of motorcycles club or something mm-hmm. like this. And then I don't know. I think this is part of my uh, my way to live. I just went out and asked, you know. Yeah. And um, of course, of course, some of you looks like really, really tough guy. And I think mm-hmm. this is in some ways also fascinating, you know. Like, yeah. you know, this is. I think it's. It belongs to, you know, it's not about, but in the end, you know, you can, if you, out there, if you go to a show, guys, somebody who's listened to this episode, if you, if, I think in the hardcore scene, it, the nice thing is that you can always approach somebody and ask something, you know, yeah. and sorry. I think, want. yeah, uh, just, you're absolutely right. That's, I guess, the biggest problem, you know, I know it looks a little intimidating, like uh, 10 people with that fucking skull on their back and stuff like that but we're mostly nice guys you know we we know how it looks like that it can be intimidating but uh, i have no trouble explaining it to people like you said you asked me too what it's all about what does it mean and stuff and i uh, we openly talked about it and like for everyone that is intimidated by it don't worry about it just go ask the people because 
uh, it's not like the, we are some secretive club or anything. We will tell you what we are all about, what our values are, what rules we do have. And uh, this is just uh, this uh, just uh, puts further the, the, the whole rumors that are around, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to say, when we were in DLC back then, we were dicks. As mm -hmm. straight up, we were dicks and we try, we were really arrogant young kids that had no plan how the world works and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I know that our reputation from back then transformed onto the SSF, obviously, because like we were uh, the same people, uh, the same people just with different colors. But still, like uh, we matured too, you know, we, we are no dickheads anymore. A lot of people have gone. Uh, from the old crew, some people joined and stuff like that. And uh, I get that people get intimidated. But still, just hit, up, uh, hit us up if you want to know anything. We don't bite. And uh, if you want to know stuff about SSF, we're going to talk about it as far as it's possible. So mm -hmm. just approach us. Yeah, this is one that's, I mean, um, I can now talk from my personal experience. First concert I went, I was... Uh, I guess we have this mutual friend, this Leo. I mean, I remember mm. he was always been one of the most active people in the mosh pit. Uh, it's kind of big guys and everything. Yeah. But one of the most interesting kind and very intelligent person I ever met in the, mm. the music scene. And and I can only talk as of from the experience um, with some bands um, I'm on tour with. And uh, in the audience, sometimes you see and say, Wait, I know what are the the idea behind the song of this band, but why these guys wearing these kind of symbols or why these? Mm. And honestly, I just go straight and ask, and I ask, you know, yeah, because I'm I'm really curious, but at the same time, I want to be in some way sure, you know, like as you said, you want to keep safe a safe space. Yeah. I mean, in the, let's say it's it's kind of controlled chaos. Because you have all these violent and pushing, dancing, stage diving mm. people <laughs> falling from the sky and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's so important to communicate and, and show it. But at the same time, in the end, now we, I, I'm really glad that we get into deep a little bit more what's going on and what doesn't mean being part of a, of a crew. But at the same time, in the end, I would say this is hardcore. This is the scene. Yeah. This is what makes the scene the scene unique, you know, and, mm. um, I don't know, uh, it's, it's something, it's something that really, when I think about what I witnesses and what I see and how I lived every live show, I'm um, I'm always fascinating how all these, uh, different, uh, kind of attitudes and uh, mentalities and, and in the end, in the end, um, as we said before, we are there just to let some, frustration and bad times and of course enjoying the music because uh, it's supporting I, I really love the fact that you as crew also organize a lot of events and uh, you try really to organize and make bands comfortable to be there and and having a good time for people willing to witness the show so this is important because in the end how many people I've heard they wanted to organize something and after a while, oh, they just don't do anything or just do once and then stop it because it's too intensive. It asks you time, energy, and money. And 
And in the end, look who is behind everything, you know, like mm -hmm. just be honest to just to be honest, you know, like, but I think that this, this topic about hardcore, metalcore, uh, the scene and violence, I think there will always be, you know, I don't think there's going to be something that oh suddenly is going to disappear because this is in some way it's from where it comes from. It's a, of course, it's a release of this energy, release mm -hmm. of this anger. I mean, I don't want to start, you know, doing like history of punk or rebellion yeah. into music, but it belongs to you. That's it. And of course, something that sometimes is strange to me nowadays, see that in the front row, everybody are keeping their phone in their hands. And so when somebody starts to mosh, they're just maybe pissed off because there's the risk to lose the phone yeah. or something like this. But I have to be honest, I don't care. I'm at the show to enjoy the show. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, but I feel that too because I I'm always fascinated. Like, doesn't matter what kind of show if it's hardcore or something else. People are always like pulling out their phones, recording or live streaming and stuff. And I know that people want to share the experience with. I get that, but still, at the same time, you are there to experience it yourself and like doing it through a phone. Um, it just it's like that kills for me that uh, that that purpose of experiencing something like firsthand you know so i don't get so now now i sound like an old fart <laughs> you know but uh, still i i personally don't get it i don't want to like gatekeep hardcore like that and say yeah don't pull out your phone enjoy the show do it as you please but don't get pissed off when if i knock your phone out of your hands because you were standing somewhere just to have a cool angle on the stage because this is a hardcore show you got to be aware of your surroundings otherwise it can get really bad and i'm talking from experience i mean i had three not four surgeries because of hardcore you know i I fucked up my knee, I fucked up my arm, I broke it. I had a broken nose and a broken cheekbone and a swollen eye from one huge ass fist. And we shook hands after it. But still, as I said, just be aware of your surroundings. If you want to pull out your phone and experience like that, do that. But don't get mad if you get your phone knocked off your hand. That's, I would say, I would tell you, hey, I'm sorry, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like you said, because this is hardcore. Mm -hmm. I remember, happens. you know, I, it happens to be in a concert in the South and uh, there is some friends. It was more location, you know, it was just two to friends starting motioning or pushing around, just like pogos. It was, the band was also playing some kind of metalcore. Mm -hmm. And there was this guy in the middle of a crowd, like with his posture, like a cop, cop's like posture, you know. Yeah. And, and then in the end, he comes out, it was, the, it was really a cop. Oh, and, really? Uh, because the band was made of other colleagues of him. And, oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was crazy because I was thinking, dude, you're lucky. And really, I was thinking like about you because, uh, thinking of you because I was thinking, man, if you would be like in a conservatory like this, uh, do you, do you act like this? You, you have to, to, to expect uh, that you accidentally you, you hit. Expect. Because yeah. it was, he look at those friends of mine, like, like what you doing? This is my my spot, you know, like with yeah. this arrogance and yeah, yeah. I recognize that uh, miles of distance, you know, and, and that was crazy. 
But once again, why we talk about this? Because about there is this always this idea of action reaction, you know. Of Absolutely. course, everybody, as we said before, we want everybody just be there, enjoy the moment. But if somebody wants to stay, enjoy the concert because you don't like listening to the song Cities Band Live, you know that in the front row and then almost behind that you have Mosh Pit. And but after that, you you have the chance to listen to even better in some concert hall, the concert yeah. and enjoying the show and everything. Uh, but I don't think that it's also like talking like an old guy because um, it's just that I was so happy in the way I discover and I get into the hardcore scene and the hardcore mm. music that, and at that time I didn't have a smartphone, uh, yeah. that in some, time, some ways I would like those people also to discover that, you know, no social mm. media should told me, do you go to that concert? It was a, the old brother of a friend of mine that one day yeah. said, oh, I pick you, everybody, and we go to that concert in Lugano, you know? There was yeah. this experience, this human experience, hardcore. It's made by humans. Why there is this violence sometimes? Because this is human feelings. There are people, real people playing. And in the yeah. audience, you have real people with different situations, state of minds, and... But yeah, I think, of course, I don't want to compare it with the hardcore scene maybe that we find in the States because, mm. it, as you said, it's, there is some kind of different. We're talking about the for the audience that is are listening to from Switzerland or from Europe, you know, just mm. you go to the concert, you enjoy it, and you see that uh, even if you stay behind and you look at the concert, you listen to the concert and you got this feeling, you are happy to be there, you feel the music through, through the bones. And for some people, maybe more like me and you, it's just like to be there and start running and start uh, and start doing some cartwheel and, yeah. and kick left and right. And once again, motion violence, I think for me, it's one of the most interesting and fun things that you can witness to an hardcore concert. Yeah, I think so too, because... Once you're hooked on it, every other show just standing there won't do it. I remember I went to hip-hop shows too, and it's cool too, but it's not the same because hardcore really gets to me, you know? You and I remember when um, I was a couple of weeks ago, I was in a solo tour mm-hmm. uh, to the album release of uh, Deconvolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have that song called uh, Bloodfield Trenches. For everyone, go check out Deconvolution and bl- the song Bloodfield Trenches. You know, I have like two synapses. They just find together for that song and that really nasty riff in the beginning. And I just go, this, like I said before, I get that tunnel vision and I just know, okay, I need to move. Like, um, uh, I don't care about uh, taking prisoners. I really go hard and, you know, I kick on head height and stuff like that because I really want to express how angry, how much anger that this song takes out of me and, and leaves me afterwards. After that, I'm like like a little puppy. I'm all good. I'm happy and stuff like that. I'm not angry at all. And uh, this is just something that you I, I, I've never seen in other shows. I mean, like I said, I've been to a lot of metal shows before, headbanging, and, so, and it was cool, but it's nowhere near being in a hardcore mm-hmm. concert at all. So even also playing 
and own hardcore uh, shows, you know. Um, I played one show with my project I had and just seeing people go nuts to your music and kicking and running and screaming. It's just that you get that out of people. It's just such an amazing feeling. Yeah, one thing inspired the others. Yeah, so exactly. Stage, if you're on the crowd, I mean, when the lead singer, you know, tell you, come on, guys, let's open this motherfucking pit. Or like this last like, chance, last chance. Last chance is the best one. Last chance yeah. is just, yeah, yeah. that means gonna be gonna be wild, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay, that's my really last chance for this band. Let's, 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 let's put our foot down, you know, just show what this is all really about. I'm, I remember the, how, when Nasty played uh, with Dying Fetus, um, you know, there's like that mixed crowd of metalheads and people mm -hmm. that want to march that don't understand it. It wasn't violent pretty much because everyone was, the ones that moshed, moshed hard, but it was not like a crowd killing and stuff like that. But this is just, you know, they are really worlds, worlds are colliding because they don't get it. And you are just in the moment being all happy and stuff like that. And ah, it's just nothing like hardcore. If you've never been to a hardcore show and you really see one going on near a place you live or just are hanging out at, go to that show, just try to catch that vibe and you know it's really going to stick to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And this is always something that I ask to people, or I mean, I ask, sorry, I say to people when they, they, they ask me, oh, do you listen to that kind of music, that violin music? Yeah, that's <laughs> the cool part, you know, but sometimes still you listen to a song on a, on a album or the radio or YouTube and you don't understand why it's scream like this, it is, and, and then you have the chance to see this band playing live and you feel this energy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. and that's that's justify everything. You understand everything why you like yeah. this music. And also, like if you don't get it from a super official point of view, just if you check out these bands where they're screaming, Google the lyrics and just try to understand what it's expressing because it happens a lot through the hard nasty riffs compared with the with the lyrics that really fit together. Like mm -hmm. it's. Uh, work really for people that are struggling with pe things like mental health uh, yeah. or um, social economic problems and uh, the, 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 the problems our system of capitalism is generating for people, you know, not being able to have the same chance of someone being born in a better place, you know, in a better mm -hmm. family. And so all this frustration is really coming down there and it gets concentrated in these songs. And it's just there to let it all go for that moment, to have some kind of peace of mind for a little while after a show. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Because I'm also a big fans of sing along and sometimes, mm. you know, I just push and try to jump on the people in the front row to reach the microphone or to show yeah. that you want to sing along and and uh yes it's it's just that feelings that's the feeling and i mm. really appreciate that panda i thank you very much we are coming to the end of this episode but i think that uh, um i thank you very much for your 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 uh point of view your insight into 
this uh, this topic that, as I said, it was also asked from a couple of fans of the podcast uh, discussing what is uh, the violent dancing, what's the motion, what's the, the meaning behind or the mentality. Mm -hmm. And thank you very much for introducing all the stuff to your crew. And so people out there, young boys and girls is going to the show. Don't hesitate. It's mosh as wild as you want. If you have any questions, just connect with the people around you. Our car scene, it's full of different people, different mentalities, but I think there is always space to a kind dialogue or sharing yeah. some opinion. And this is something that even for me at the, at the almost at 37, I, I, it has been really one of the most biggest lessons I had in my life, connecting with people, having good times at the concert and out. I even, and then later on, I even out of this, of the, of this scene, but yeah, it's all started there. So don't get scared. Let's your energy out, enjoying good music, enjoying good motion. Panda, do you want to leave a message for the listener of the podcast? Um, for the people that are thinking that, uh, yeah, hardcore is really intimidating and the people around moshing hard, they are intimidating. They were at the exact same point that you were. They just got over it, talked to people, tried to understand, got into them themselves. And I, I, I just like really want to give people the chance to go out there, just talk to people. It's really going to like widen your horizon and helping you understand stuff more. And also I just want to shout out to my voice in SOSF in Germany and in France and Belgium, in the States uh, and also in Japan. And if you want to really come to one of our shows that we organize, check out Crew Life Booking Europe on Instagram. We are posting a lot, all our shows there. And uh, from there, if you need anything, if you want to come to a show and don't know how to connect, just reach out to us. We will help you to get you to the show and have a good time. Yeah, thank you very much. Of course, all the information and all many things we discuss in this episode will be like linked uh, in the description of the episode. So you don't have to re-listen re to this part to, to get your <laughs> notes. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. It's always a pleasure to me. I, I took a break for the summer, but now I'm back. Um, as I said, follow uh, Music to Live For with Shanti on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. It's always a pleasure. And the same if you're following Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So these are, this is always a small things, but they can help the channel to grow. And yeah, bringing you some uh, insight from the music scene. They could be classical, hardcore, metal, rock, pop, and even hip hop, whatever. If you're an artist or a person that is into uh, music business or into music and you want to share something don't hesitate contact me uh, on my email address thank you very much panda for your time it's always, it's always a pleasure to see you and to uh, share some words with you guys Same. see you to the next episode bye check this out